Still tuning in now. Stop hating. You be saying. Cause y'all hating. Yes, your boy. We back, babies. We are back, baby. Yo, what's good, everybody? Y'all know it's the kid, Mark, aka the vet. Hey, you in the boy. Yeah, hey, boy. Girl, love everybody in the building, everybody. What's love going? Love you, love. What's <laughs> popping? What's popping? Y'all know how we do. This is the Realest Sports Show coming at y'all live on this hot, hot rainy day. Rainy this night. Rainy day. rainy day for some of y'all that's going to listen to the show airing out tomorrow morning. <laughs> Walking in the rain. <laughs> Aaron out to ball board at 9 o'clock a.m. So y'all know how this goes. All right, so y'all already know last night. What's the championship, baby? The champions are here in D.C. Mm-hmm. Make some noise for the champions. Make some noise. <sighs> the Washington Nationals went out there. It was a shame. And shit. proceed expectations of everybody trying to put them down. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. The Nationals are the World Series champions. As of last night, they won a game 6-2, played a rocky first couple innings. The Astros went up 2-0 on the Nationals until about the seventh inning where there was a home run in the seventh inning at the top of the seventh. There was a home run hit, you know, by Rendon. With two people on base, and then it just went off. No, actually, I'm sorry. It was two home runs scored in the seven in the top of the seventh inning by Rendon and Kendrick. Then in the top of the eighth inning, it was a single right to Eaton scoring in the eighth inning. Top of the ninth inning scores again with Gomez scoring and Robles. I call it Robles and Turner scoring in Robles. the top of the ninth inning for the Nationals go up six to two. On the Houston Astros, it was a hell of a game last night, though. And I mean, it was a hell of a World Series. It was. The both team made history. Mm-hmm. It was just history. It, that was just a historic night. Historic. It was. It really was a history World Series. Night. And you know, it, it it shocked me because of the fact that matters. Like I told everybody that was watching the games and saw the games, I said, "Look." It'd be real funny that if it goes to a game seven, if the Nationals come home and they pull it out at home, it would be it would be no money going to DC. But DC made a lot of money, Houston made a lot of money, both teams made a lot of money, and the bets that were made on this game, because the Nationals was the underdog team in this the in this yep. games, all seven games, the Nationals was the underdogs in this team to win. Undos. You know, they started out 2-0. They started out strong away. Both teams won away. No team won at home in these in this series, in this best of four games, in the best of seven game series, the best of four game series, I should four say. Four game series. Four to seven, you know, four game series, I should say. Both teams started out strong on the road. And this has been a six-game road streak that both teams have created in history. No other sports have the road teams won six straight. I mean, won three straight away. Nobody has done it. Not even in basketball, not in MLB, not even in hockey. No team has done that until 
last night the Nationals the took a four three win. The World Series was just historic. Put it like that. The World the World Series this game was historic. The Nationals winning their first ever pennant last night. They took home the World Series championship title last night. They though. won the National League. They won. Title. The, yes, they did. That first time ever. And they won the World Series. And it kind of shocked me who was the MVP of that game. But it was. wasn't shocking, though. He did go 5-0 and in the in the playoffs. In the post. In the postseason, he did go 5-0. and He posted him up like he was playing basketball. Steven Strasburg was phenomenal this whole post-game season. He was like, where you going? Matt Scherzer, shout-outs to him. He pitched a hell of a game all the way up till he got taken out of the game, out of the game in Game 7 last night. The Nationals are officially home now, and their game and their parade will be this weekend, Saturday. this Saturday, at two p.m. At two p.m., everybody, you guys can go out there and catch that parade at two p.m. on Saturday. Sorry, we won't be there though, because I got to go to work on Saturday, so that kind of sucks and bummer out for me. But it is what it is. We're still gonna catch post game live, post parade live, I should say, post parade live. On on uh the on the Riddler Sports Show. We watching it from TV. You know, <laughs> I might watch it on TV. I'ma watch it, definitely watch it on TV. Yeah. I'ma watch Parade on Facebook Live though too yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, this yeah, is a yeah. historic moment. So now that DC has three teams that have made history, there's no longer a curse in DC at all, period. Mm-mm. DC does not have a curse going on at all, period, anymore. Now that the Nationals have won, the Mystics have won, the Capitals have won, all three teams have taken championships home within the past, in the past year. In the past year, 2018 Capitals, Mystics 2019 winners, 2019 winners of the World Series, the Washington Nationals, three teams. Now, we're going to shift a little gears here a little bit because... I want to bring in the Washington Wizards a little bit. This Wizards team. This did, you, did anybody catch that game last night? It was a high scoring game. It was a very high scoring game. 159 to 158. I thought my eyes were deceiving me for a second. Man, I looked at that score last night and I said, wow. 158. But it was a competitive game last night, though. It was very competitive. Very, very competitive. Bradley Bill goes off for 46 points, six rebounds, eight assists, three steals. James Harden, 59 points, three rebounds, nine assists, one steal. But you know the name that I do not see up here now. And I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, the Wizards just made a single game record for 23 pointers in the game. They did, though. They really did, though. They hit 23. Uh, they're. Three-point percentage last night was 43%. So, and 56% for James Harden and the crew. But you know what name I don't see up here, though? Who? Who don't post a triple, who hasn't posted a triple-double yet this year. Oh, you you talking about wild style. Russell Westbrook did not post a triple-double yet in this in the game yet. Two ball-dominant people, James Harden, and Russell Westbrook has had the ball in their hand to win a game. And as you can clearly see, Houston is still James Harden's team. Off the break. And 
Bradley Bill is doing a phenomenal job, even though they lost last night. By a point. By a point. Bradley Bill is carrying this team. And Thomas Bryant, a rookie, a rookie in the game is low is is killing out there. Blocking shots. Doing and, what he gotta do on and the And Hashimura. And Hashimura, too. I can't pronounce him too. That rookie right there too. Hashimura went off last night. For twenty, I mean, for twenty-three points, five rebounds, no assists. Thomas Bryant, twelve points, five assists last night, and I mean, I'm sorry, he played. He had thirteen points, twelve rebounds last night, and five assists last night. Everybody, so. The, but the, ask me this question though: When the last time you ever seen Russell Westbrook with seventeen points? I haven't. I, I really haven't. Well, actually, I'm sorry, he did post a triple double last night though. Yeah, but he had seventeen points though. Yeah, but they're not ball dominant though. No. And and I have I had to recant my statement though because he did post a triple double last night though. So I mean, it 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 shows that he's still posting. He only posted what maybe two triple doubles this year already this year two. Yeah. He's only posted two triple doubles this year. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, two. And that's not Russell Westbrook's M.O. anymore. He's been posting triple-doubles for the past three years. I mean, two years. Two seasons. And, you know, ever since he left OKC, OKC has been on a little tear. Yeah. They're on a little tear, though, too. But, like I said, can this Russell Westbrook and James Harden tandem keep going on? And can this team go to a playoff spot, get a playoff spot this year? Only time will tell. We have to see. And I'm really liking what Cleveland is doing too. Cleveland is right up, right up there too, which winning they won their game last night, one seventeen to one eleven against the Chicago Bulls. Even though that team is still young, but Kevin Love goes off for seventeen points, twenty rebounds, and six assists last night. Though really, I got something hot on the press. How about them Phoenix Suns? Yes, and a lot of people are sleeping on them too. They three and two. A lot of people have slept on the Phoenix Suns, though. But Phoenix is a very young team and a very dangerous young team as well. Yeah. And they have tanked for the past two seasons, though, with young shooters on their team going forward. You know, and a lot of people don't believe that this team can do anything, though. A lot of people don't believe that this team is worthy of competing. We got Devin Booker, 31, Rubio, 14. Ricky Rubio, yeah. They're a very young team, and there there's a lot of young veterans on this team, though. So I think this team can really put Baines, it up. Baines, 24. Kelly Oubre, 11. Exactly. Kelly Oubre is one another young rising star, though. But, you know, he's a young veteran on the team as well, too. But like I said, though, this team is very young. This team is very positive. This team can very much well do a, a lot of damage in a season if they can go and they all stay healthy. Throughout the, throughout the season. Yep. And like I said, though, beating the Golden State Warriors last night, you know, puts them on the map a little bit too, though. Yeah, but, with the exception of Steph Curry going down. He, yeah. fell, he fell down hard, broke yeah. his uh, wrist, uh, mm-hmm. broke his hand, so he could be out. But how would the Warriors progress? And Clay Thompson, too. He's still out. But how would the Warriors progress without him? Well, you know, that is a very good statement right there. That's a very good point there. You know, I'm I'm wondering 
you know, is it too much pressure on his back now? Clay is down. Your best two-play player is down. Draymond Green is doing what Draymond Green does best, yeah. talking smack on the court. But he, he, he shouted out his team and said his team sucks. <laughs> I mean, he said this team sucks this year. And to have a team that that you have, for to have a Golden State Warriors team like you have, is is very much so uh, a team that can either tank this year and not make it to the promised land again this year, or will this team develop a winning streak and come out there and play basketball again? You got D'Angelo Russell on your team who can score baskets. You have Draymond Green who's a good, uh, okay defensive player when he has help. But can his team suffice without Kevin Durant? There was a 73-9 team the year prior that Kevin Durant came on his team, but they had all their offensive weapons, though, too. True. Now, but you also seen is as well, though, is that you're now seeing if Steve Kerr can coach this team up to a victory. And a lot of people have said Steve Kerr cannot coach. He was just a body that was there as a head coach and fit the billet description. But can Steve Kerr coach is the question. So what is your opinion on that? Can he coach or can he not coach? I mean, for people who say he can't coach, if he couldn't coach, then how go to state wouldn't be winning the championships? Well, I can tell you that. Well, when you have all-star player caliber players on your team, you know, uh, you don't really need a formula or a plan. You just let them go out there and play basketball. Like they're on the like they're on the street, you let them go out there and play basketball all night long. Like you just let them do whatever they want to do. Pass the ball here, pass the ball there, throw an alley hoop pass here. Just do what you want to do on the court. Long as you're winning, I don't have no recipe for you. Yeah. So if if you're winning basketball games and you're going seventy three and two, I mean seventy three and nine, what is there for me to coach? Fundamentals. What is there for me to coach? <laughs> I mean, really. Depending on who you playing. Facts. But if you're going up against the likes of a LeBron James without supporting cast members, what is there left for me to do? Hey. True. What What is there left for me to do? What is left for me to coach? Sit back and, hey, hey. Pretty much. Call up a couple players when, when it's needed. What, what plays is he calling? That we don't know. Because <laughs> like I said, though, when you have that's Kevin Durant. That's only for the inside people. Well, well, when you have Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Andre Iguodala, you have... I said more defensive plays than offense. Yeah. Yeah. But you have more defensive players, too, as well. Yeah. So, which puts them in a box where their defense was highly anticipated, though, but you can still go around that and still kind of beat up on them, though. But in the same aspect of breath, though, is, is this. Can this team keep going forward and try to win at least, at least a number seven seed in the West? Because not to shift gears here a little bit, though, but like I said, though, you still got two L.A. teams that are jam-packed right now. You got the Los Angeles Lakers. Mm -hmm. You got the Los Angeles Clippers. And the Clip Clips. And, you know, you LeBron James let Kawhi Leonard come in his building – and 
walk all over the king <laughs> in his own building. Yeah. LeBron James said, and I quote, this is my house. Kawhi Leonard said, well, Psych. nah, this ain't your house no more, pimp. This is my house now. And actually proved that on the court. Yep. So... Where is the where is the help at? But here's, here's the difference between the two teams. LA is three and one, and the Clippers are three and two. Okay, nobody never said that they was gonna win every game. No, I don't know what you're saying. Paul That's George is Paul George is down with a shoulder injury, which he can't stay healthy if, if he even if it killed him. You know, Kawhi Leonard is carrying the team right along with Patrick Beverly. Lou Williams and the, and the rest mm-hmm. of the supporting cast members on his team. Uh-huh. Now, the point of the matter is, is can they all stay healthy throughout the season? Can't because if I remember correctly, Kawhi Leonard was hurt last year with this with a little bit of a knee injury last year. He was playing with a bad knee last year because he was limping on the court when he was playing against Golden State in the finals. Yep. So, what does that tell you? Hey, only time will tell. We'll see what happens after the trade deadline for the NBA and after the All-Star game. That's, I, the, that's when it really gets excited. It does. Back, It gets really exciting when it comes after February, like in February, March. That's when you got to push on the record for, you got to push forward for a playoff spot. Now, comparing two apples to oranges a little bit, though. And oranges to apples. The Wizards are in 12th place. The Nationals was ranked kind of dead last at the beginning of the season. Yep. Okay. They were almost ranked dead last in the beginning of the season. Now, I can see the Wizards sneaking their way into the playoffs this year. I can yeah, They keep playing the way they played last night. They can make it. They can do it, but I can see the Wizards sneaking their way into playoffs at the start. As long as they stay healthy, they're good. If they start out a little slow, and then where can the blame, where can the shift go, in towards saying that is this Bradley Bill's team or is this John Wall's team is the question. Now, or is it both of their teams? Both. You know, because I would love to see what this team could do with a Hachimura, a Thomas Bryant, a Bradley Bill, and a doggone John Wall mm-hmm. on the court, playing at the same time with an Isaiah Thomas in the background coming as Mr. Fourth Quarter. I, I would love to see that happen one year and see how much firepower they can go for if they all stay together on the team as they stay together and everybody stays healthy throughout the season. John Wall doesn't have a lot of load to carry after, you know, when he gets back in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, this is going to be a little rusty. But Bradley Bill doesn't have a lot of load to carry neither no more because now he's carrying the team now yeah. at point. But you got, well, he, got, he, got he got weapons around him now. You do. You got a lot of offensive weapons around and you. And the rookies are showing up. The rookies are showing up, though. But it's always the rookies that can show up in the beginning. Yeah. But can they keep the same momentum going for next season is the yeah. question. Now, if the Wizards do sneak into a playoff run this year, at the end of the day, can they maintain it? throughout the season and eventually bring the NBA Finals to D.C. That'd be the day. Now, the Nationals was counted out at the beginning. Yeah. 
The Nationals was definitely counted out. The and they was on the verge of breaking up. Yes, they were. But somehow, some way, they pitched the. They got a great pitcher rotation. Their they brotherhood got, still came. Exactly, and they finished the fight. The Wizards had to go. It, would it take for the Wizards to actually go out there and make a, a theme song for themselves this year? Might have to. Some. Because Baby Shark carried the Nationals. Yeah. And everybody's playing Baby Shark this year. Even though I'm tired of that motherfucker. I'm just saying, though. I'm tired of it. Is it time for somebody to come in here and say. Can I kill this Baby Shark? Yeah. No. Baby, Baby Shark. Yeah. And not to say that, though, but it's time for DC to get out of this curse mode. I think we already out the curse. No, there's two teams that's left. There are two teams that's left. One we'll talk about later on down the road. We'll talk about later on in yeah. the show. One team we'll talk about right now, and that's the Washington Wizards. Yeah. The, can the Washington Wizards break a curse and get back to the greatness that they were and get out of the second goddamn mm-hmm. round of the playoffs and get to an Eastern Conference Championship game? Yeah. Although they were cheated when Paul Pierce was here, off a shot that was not on his fingertips at all because no way in hell can you tell me, can you check on a camera angle that the ball left his hands and we should not have been in the playoffs. We should not have been in the, uh, in the Eastern Conference Finals that year. Nice. Now, I've seen the Capitals on a wear and tear this year. They're mm-hmm. on a tear run this year a little bit. They're, they're, they're doing the damn thing again this year. I see the Mystics. They did it twice. They went back to back in the past two years, but they yeah. just won it this year. Got swept last year. They won it this year in their new hometown building. Exactly, but they also got swept last year in their building last year. Due to injuries. Yes, because Deladon wasn't there to, you know, mm-hmm. help out and suffice with it. But also, too, was your girl got hurt last year, too, and she came out this year and won MVP this year. Yeah. So... Misamit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Misamit. But you know my girl was in the game court, too. You know who my girl is, though. So I, y'all know who she is, though. And and, and and if I can get her goddamn name right. Hold on, y'all. No, ain't no Candace Parker. Rudy Wilder? No. <laughs> no. Y'all know who my girl is. Tolliver? Yes. Christy, Christy. Christy Tolliver was, she's she's a hot, handsome. Hot, hot, sexy young lady. You know, I love Mr. Christy Tolliver. <laughs> Y'all know I love Mr. Christy Tolliver, but nobody can destroy my my Candace Parkers. Candace Parkers is a beast. Candace Parkers. Candace Parkers. Parkers. That's my baby. I love Mr. Candace Parker. And Maya Moore, she sets the fire on. She puts them three-pointers in there like it's fire when she's on the court, too, though. So... If I really have to say, the Mystics are consistent. The Capitals are still being consistent because they're going to make the playoffs this year. And I got them going further this year again, too, because all the momentum right now is in D.C. right now. The momentum is on. Mm -hmm. The pressure is on in D.C. And D.C. need to get off their asses and still continue to celebrate. Get their asses. The the celebration still continues. The celebration is going to goddamn continue because the Mystics is old their goddamn celebration parade yep. and the goddamn capitals 
and the Mystics and the Nationals should all come together like butt cheeks and <laughs> help get these goddamn teams in D.C. like them Washington goddamn sorry-ass Redskins right now and them goddamn Wizards off their ass so we can all bring a Lombardi home and a goddamn... Uh, uh, Larry O'Brien trophy and if you don't know what the Larry O'Brien trophy is that's the NBA trophy for those that don't know what the Larry O'Brien trophy is so for these teams to go actually go out there and win a Lombardi Lombardi is the NFL trophy by the way for people that don't know that and for the Washington Wizards to bring home a Larry O'Brien trophy you know we can all see a change in D.C. We can really break the curse in D.C. Yeah. Then, if we can get the D.C. United, which is a soccer team, to bring home a championship, even though that's year-round, you know, that's a year-round yeah. sport, if we can get D.C. United to come around and actually win a championship with D.C. United did, man, we could break a curse in D.C. Oh, yeah. Now, I know we're just rambling on about sports, everybody, though, but this is what this podcast is about. This is what the Real Sports Show is really truly for about. For now, for now. You know, but like I said, though. But if you want us to switch it up a little bit, give us your comments of what you want us to talk about. Yeah, give us some debates we can talk about because we can really break it out there, though. But so We can talk about anything, but you know what I'm saying? Right now, we just give it to you sports-wise. But now, I'm going to give y'all real talk. Bryce Harper is right now at home. Salty. Yes, he is. He mentioned in a comment. Salty didn't press baby. Now, he mentioned <laughs> in a comment, though, that I, st- I I put my Nationals uniform on and pretend I'm in the World Series. So, you out there practicing in the Nationals uniform, but you don't need to wear it no more. Hey, man. What's with you, man? I, I, I wish I had a championship, too. But Let's see, back in February, what he said, okay, we got to bring the title home to D.C., but yeah. you signed to the Phillies, and what happened? But we got the title. But here's two things that happen in D.C. with the Nationals: you get a new manager. Facts. You get a new manager. Bryce Harper leaves. Now, now I'm not shitting on Dusty Baker at all. By no means am I shitting on Dusty Baker. Shout out to Dusty Baker. Shitting on Dusty Baker. I'm not <laughs> shitting on Dusty Baker. But I really want to know how he feels right now because his team just won a championship that he helped orchestrate and put together. You know, he helped orchestrate and put this all together, though. But not only did this new manager come in here, reshape this team, put a team fight in this team, make them join together in this team. But he also got him a national league. I mean, he got him a national league title. They won a division this year. Mm-hmm. They won a championship series this oh. year against two great teams: the LA Dodgers and the goddamn Houston Astros, which everybody thought the Astros and, and were the good. Cardinals too. Cardinals was a good team. The but Cardinals, they, but were, they swept them. But they swept them though. But like I said though, the Nationals was underdogs throughout this whole entire series. Nobody ever thought they was going to get out of the first round or the wild card. They was a wild card team. Come on now. They were a wild card team that took this team. Then they had a six-day break. They had a six-game break, six-day break before they started this World Series. And I told everybody. I'm mad I could get my wish because I wanted the Nationals and the Yankees. So, Nah, I didn't want a National Yankee game. Mm-mm. I'm lying, I'm lying, I'm lying. I did one at it at first. See, I did. He was lying. 
I don't, did lie. Don't believe him, folks. Don't I, believe him. Wait a minute. Hold up. I lied on one thing, goddammit. He lied, folks. I did. I did. He lied. Don't believe him. I did want a national Yankee game, though. But I'm satisfied how this series went. Because... It was a good series. It was a very damn good series. But not to see if the Nationals couldn't take one game at home and put their backs up against the wall, though. No road... Like I said, the road teams in this game, the Nationals was included in this. Nobody won at home. Nope. Mm Mm-mm. And I told... Nationals took the first two. Houston took the first... Three. Three. And their backs was against the wall. And I said, the best two pitchers are going on the mound. And what happened? Strasburg went up there, pitched the hell of a game all the way up to the ninth inning, got pulled. Sean Doolittle. Little Doodle. Doolittle should have been the second MVP of the game because he saved our asses a lot in this series. Sean Doolittle was a phenomenal reliever pitcher in this game. So... I had to say, if it wasn't for Strasburg, Matt Scherzer, and Sean Doolittle to come in this game. Oh, oh, and and Hudson, Hudson too. He gets a little bit of credit for that too. But if it wasn't for these pitchers to come out there and actually pitching, man, I'm trying to tell you, the Nationals probably would have never won this series. The Nationals probably would never be in the in the place that they're in now. What is your theory on that one? I mean, anything, anything was proud to happen. Because you can you can call them the underdogs, but the way they was playing, they didn't look like the underdogs. Well, you they, know, they they came down from some deficits, came back and went. Sometimes win. it was three points, sometimes it was four points. Yeah, deficit. Or they'd go up 7-0 run. <laughs> yep, and just wipe you the fuck out. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. They were down 2-0. But it just depends on how the, how the pitchers pitch, too. But that's not even necessarily the truth, though, because I've seen the Nationals get hot at the end. It's like you burn their asses out in the first seven innings, and then you make your way in strides on back, though. Because it's all about, at the end of the day, can't, who gets those last nine strikes or who gets those last nine pitches of the afternoon in the mm-hmm. game. Sometimes it's 12, sometimes it's 16, sometimes it's 21. But it's all about in the ninth inning, in the bottom of the ninth inning, who's going to pitch it out and who's going to do it out. Because as I heard on the radio this morning, baseball is meant for you to win at home. Sometimes it is, sometimes no, it is. it's meant for you to win at home. It is meant. Yeah, it is meant to, but it don't work that way. No. <laughs> but a lot of money was made. It was. Because when you're at home, I believe you get the first bet. You get the first at bet. No, you get the second at bet. Okay, well, you get the second at bet, so you get to close it out. When you're away, you first at bet. Well, well, like I said, though, the Nationals got the first at bet away at home. I mean, away. At home, they pitched a hell of a, they pitched a, hell of a game. They put their three worst pitches in the game. They used all their good pitches. They did. But Doolittle... Strasburg and Scherzer are your best three pitchers on this team. Lights out, hands down. You can't deny that. Yeah, nope. You can't deny that and say that they're not the best two pitchers on the, the best three pitchers on this team. Now your best starting pitchers, I'd say is Corbin if he get his act straight, Scherzer, and Strasburg. Yeah. Corbin 
went out there and balled the fuck out in this game until the last inning. Until the last inning when Sean Doodle came in there and pitched his heart out. Come on now. Come on now. Mm-hmm. In game six. He pitched like his last, like his last game. Sean Doodle came in in the last inning in game six and got his all three outs in the game six. That's right. That's all you kept hearing was strike. Ah! And then for the last... Even though they tried to cheat, but we ain't going to get to that point. Well, the manager got thrown out for the first time in some odd years that, you know, uh, yeah. in a World Series game in some odd years mm-hmm. because there was a cheating factor in the game and we talked about that on the last show. Yeah. Now, I would love I love to see... I knew why, though, since when they started doing replays in baseball. Well, that came in effect a couple years ago because a lot of the outs that were in there wasn't really outs. A lot of strikes wasn't really strikes. A lot of things that went on in baseball, they had to add a review board to it because people were getting away with a lot of things that wasn't really, you know, wasn't reviewable at the time frame. Yeah. You're calling out when the player was actually safe. Coaches' challenges also was involved in this game too. They didn't start initiating coaches' challenges and for uh, in the past games, but they started initiating coaches challenges, which helps out their team as they can be a helpful thing or it can be a bad thing. Yeah, true, 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 true. So, I'm just saying, if it was me, I would have challenged a lot of plays that was in this game. I would have called a lot of stri- a lot of strikes that was in this game were strikes, and a lot of balls that were in this game wasn't really balls. They were kind of strikes, but they were called balls. Yeah, a lot of strikes were called balls. Yeah, I just you know I just said that. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of strikes, a lot of balls were called strikes. A lot of strikes were called balls. Uh, that's true too, as well. So, so it's vice versa. Yeah, it was, but it still got it still was called on both sides of the game field. So. You can't really say it was a cheating situation, though, but it was a cheating situation. Yeah, it was a good game all the way through. It was, though. But at the same token, the breath, though, is how can these teams do it again next year? On time with two. You have now, to see next season. Now, there is a lot of people that are on the free agency marker this year. Ryan Zimmerman, yeah. Mr. National himself, from day one. Back in 07 when the Nationals first started out in this in this uh in this division. He is now a free agent now. So I'm really hyped up to see are uh, they gonna sign him back, which I think of course they are, yeah. and he's gonna retire. Or will he so retire this, this year? Clippers just beat the Spurs, one oh three ninety seven. That's a fact too. But it, it, it's a lot of it's a lot of people that's about to be a free agent this year. Oh, a yeah. lot of free agency. This going on this year, and I would love to see how the Nationals can actually go, and let's see if they can do it again next year. Now, I've always said I don't want a team to start off strong. I want you to finish strong like you did this year. Finish it strong, keep that same momentum going, and take it into the doggone playoffs. Yeah. Now, can the Wizards do it? I'm down with them. We'll see how to see how the All Star. Now you could drop. About thirty games and still make the playoffs. The wild card spot. <laughs> no, there's the wild card in base in basketball now. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, but 
the Redskins have already dropped eight games already. Um, I, I'm I'm just gonna call it how it is. They already dropped eight games this year because I don't know if they can beat Buffalo. <laughs> Buffalo is a tough team. I don't know if they can beat Buffalo. We have to see on Sunday. I don't know if they can beat Buffalo. So with that all being said, is that are you gonna go seven and nine this year with interim head coach? Or what are you going to do? Mm. Only time will tell. We'll yep. see. We'll see. Now, Sunday. Sunday is going to be a fun day for every, a lot of good teams out there. And now we're going to shift gears into a little bit of football talk here, everybody. We're going to shift gears here. The Bills play the Browns Sunday. The who? The Bills. Buffalo. No, Buffalo plays Washington on Sunday. I mean, no. The 10th. Yeah. So, I really want to see what's going to happen in this game. Because if... if That's in November. Yeah. Yeah. You see, he's talking about November, guys. We're talking about October. No, because it pulls up like that. Oh, well, you know, I can't help you with Here that. You Bills. I can't help you with that. ESPN app. <laughs> <laughs> now, switching over to football... Kyler Murray balled out tonight. 88-yard touchdown pass to Isabella. My man. You know, Kyler Murray almost gave the 49ers their first loss tonight. Yeah. Even though we lost by three, I still can win my team. This this young team is functioning well now. They're getting on a high horse. Even though they only dropped five games, they're three and five, though. But they still have a chance to make a playoff spot. But look at my man, Kenya Drake. Came from Miami. Came to us, played a hell of a game tonight with 110 yards. Oh, my Jesus. Okay, now, let me tell you about Kenyon Drake, okay? Let me tell you something a little about Kenyon Drake. Yes, he came from a tanking team. <laughs> now, Miami, everybody knows Miami's tanking this year. Everybody went out of Miami. Yeah, everybody does went out of Miami, but I think Miami are selling a lot of people, too, because of the fact that matters that they're tanking. And they're in a rebuild mode. Now, Cincinnati... We don't know what they are. They've been in rebuild mode since, what, day one? After they now, you set down out? your best quarterback on your team, Andy Dalton, this year. On his birthday. Now, if that ain't messed up, you know. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to really tell you. Because in the same aspect of breath, though, is I would have sat down a guy like Andy Dalton, even though he hasn't produced shit. This year, yeah. but you don't sit down an Andy Dalton like that in the mid in the middle of the season, of week nine in the season. So I'm gonna love to see who would it be. I got the Dolphins get their first one Sunday. <laughs> the Dolphins. I just got that feeling. I got I got, I got them getting their first one against Jets. The Jets. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Don't quote me. Are you serious? I just got that. And, and, and guess what? Le'Veon Bell also was playing in this game. I mean, playing and trying to get shopped around too as well. Yep. So, like I said, the Dolphins are in a rebuild mode. I think the Dolphins are going to try to put up a fight and they're going to tank again. I think they're going to tank again because of the fact about it is this. Basically, they're playing for free. No. (laughs) Basically, what they're doing is showing you that they can put up a fight, but they just shift off the gears a little bit, though. But that makes me wonder. But at the end of the day, somebody will get fired. I don't think anybody's getting fired. Trust me, somebody will get fired. 
I don't think they're gonna look. Look what happened to the coach when Cleveland went. But I think that wasn't supposed to be a tanking year. I think they was already in a build mode. They was they were playing. They lost. They didn't win no games, and turn around, the coach got fired. Well, if Brian Flores gets, somebody's gonna get fired. If Brian Flores gets fired this year, that was then what was the point of tanking? I don't think it was the point of tanking. It was a super fire. He has a chance now to build his own team. What you, you, gotta, you gotta hold everybody accountable, just like I said. Hold everybody accountable for a tanking year? Something is gonna be necessary not tanking. So, what do you think they're doing? No. They, they go out there and play a hell of a game, but come up short. But you got an old quarterback in Ryan Fitzmagic or Fitzpatrick or Fitzdirt. Fitz the Mitz. You yeah. sat down Josh Rosen because he wasn't a producer shit. Boom. And then you have draft picks that's coming in this year, next year, in April. You have a lot of draft people coming in April. So what is the difference? Yeah, they really getting a little, they getting a little second rounders, a conditional rounder, and you get this and you get that. But at the end of the day, it depends on who's actually coming out in the draft next year. That is very much true, though. I would love to see who. If the Ohio State quarterback will come out the draft this year, he might. He might not. It depends. Now, if he stays in college and work up another year, then I can see that done too. Now, I can also tell you like this too. There's gonna be a quarterback that's gonna come out the draft and gonna go to Miami and help Miami win some games. Because I believe they're gonna get rid of Ryan Fitzpatrick this year. I believe they're going to get rid of Josh Rosen this year. <laughs> and they're going to build up a new team this year. <laughs> and they're going to, act next year, next season, you're going to be talking about the new Miami Dolphins team. Like Buffalo? Everybody was shocked about Buffalo? Hey. Told you you can't sleep on the underdogs this year. Hey. But. But. Cause but. Because if you look at it, underdogs are, Colts are 5-2. Nobody expected that. No, with the Jacoby Brissett out there, I would expect it a little bit because he's been around the yeah. team a long time. He's been around the team, but nobody really expected him to be five and two. I wasn't expecting that neither. The same, the same thing with Buffalo Bills, five and two. What the Saints? Buffalo. Oh well, but what, did you just say Buffalo was nine and two, five and two? No, I said which color? Who? Colts. Well, yeah, the Colts are five and two. The, 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 and now Buffalo is five. And now. The Colts are only 5-2 because of the fact that they have something to fight for. This team has already been put together. This team is already functioning together. Now, when you talk about teams like Cincinnati, who doesn't have an identity anymore because you <laughs> just sat down your top-tier quarterback, you got to really... Uh, on top of that, and A.J. Green wanted to get traded, too. Yeah, A.J. Green wanted to get traded, though, but there was no good offers out there. I don't think anybody ever even looked at them. Looked at them. Now... Also, breaking news, Josh Gordon has been put off the IR list and he is a free agent now to his wedding. He can now only be claimed off of waivers. Now, if Washington was kind of smart, was kind of smart, you would go try to pick up that boy even if he just helps out a little bit at wide receiver position. You think they're going to do that? No. Nope. Nope. This is the same team that got rid of Perriman. This is the same team that got rid of Brian, uh, Brian, whoever, off their team. Then this is the same team that, you know, I'm wondering if Washington is just tanking until they get a new head coach. 
It as history has shown, with a good coach, Washington can produce. You said everybody has to be accountable for the actions. Everybody has to be accountable for the actions. But I'm going to tell you like this. That's how it always goes. <laughs> Jay Gruden was not the problem in D.C. Hey, somebody had to, had to take the fall, right? I think he took the fall because of the fact that matters that they were going to try to get rid of Minuski. And before you try to get rid of Minuski, who's going to go first? I don't say you got to hold everybody accountable. Now. The staff. Because you gotta hold the now, coach of staff, the players, and also ownership. You gotta hold all everybody accountable. Well, everybody knows that the ownership can't buy a damn trophy. Everybody knows that the damn ownership sucks ass upstairs anyway. So there's really nothing that you can do. Or it's stingy. Now, there's three good things that can happen in Washington. Man, I change up the logo. Rex Ryan. Give me some new. Give me some new jerseys. Now, the color scheme. Now Rex, now Rex Ryan could come here with his brother Rob and coach this team because he has talked about doing it as well. Mm-hmm. Mike Tomlin could come to this team, mm-hmm. change the whole demographics of this team. But in order for a guy like Mike Tomlin to get here, you got full gotta, control. You got to give him full control, ninety million dollars plus. And make sure half of that is guaranteed money. You got to give them something of a big contract that the Steelers can't give them. Rich is going to get AB. <laughs> what that happen though? But you know what though? What that happen though? But you know what though? <laughs> Let me tell you like this. What that happen though? But you know what though? You you you, you don't you, quote just yet. No, you laugh at that, and you say don't quote that, right? But what if that did come true though? Antonio Brown has been on the free agency market for a long ass time now. But the only problem with Antonio Brown is that he can't stay his ass out of trouble. So, you got kicked off a team that was soaring, the Oakland Raiders. He didn't get a chance to play with them. No, because your ass had a helmet clause, you had a helmet problem in Oakland, then you wanted to get released by Oakland. Now, you got released because him and the head coach got into it. No, it wasn't yeah. him and the head coach. It was him and, the, and Mike Mayock that got into it. Now, ordinary for AB to come here, you got to pay him some money. But where is all this money going to come from? Because if I know correctly my team correctly, <laughs> Snyder ain't giving up shit. Snyder is going to pay the shit out of his ass. To let him go. You're going to let him go. But that's if Antonio Brown can keep his ass out of fucking trouble. He got to stay out of trouble. If he does not stay out of trouble throughout the rest of this year, nobody's going to want him. But we need him. We need somebody compared to Amari Cooper out there on the field. We need like another representation of a Terrell Owens on this team. And if you don't get these players that are free agency that are in free agency now, Colin Kaepernick is still not even a, is still a free agent in the league. And he can come back in the league. He can at any time frame. He didn't break any laws or break uh-huh. any rules. But nobody's gonna pick up Colin Kaepernick. 
And you better hope and pray that somebody picks up Antonio Brown real quickly before he goes to the Dallas Cowboys. I can't say him with Dallas Cowboys. He's going to go to Dallas. If I had to guess it, he'll take his ass to Dallas. That's my way. See, now, if I'm an owner, if I need wide receivers, uh, I'm, I'm going to make people mad because I'm going to go out there. I'm going to go get A.B. And I'm going to bring back Dez Bryant. Now, Dez Bryant makes a lot of sense. And I'm bring back Dez Bryant and put them on the side. My two threats. That makes sense. We talk about Washington. That makes sense. What doesn't make sense, Washington does. And it's me saying this. What doesn't make sense in Washington makes sense in Washington. Yeah. You, get rid of, you get rid of the chicken out there. So you get rid of, you cut the head off the chicken and you free. Flee. Yes, you are. But Daniel Snyder doesn't even want to sell, He wants to sell the team for double of what he already made off the team. He's money hungry. Exactly. Yes, I said it. Who cares? So, <laughs> well, well it's, really, it's yeah, facts. Money hungry. It's facts. Stingy. You got to stop being stingy with your money. You got to stop being stingy with salary cap a little bit. You got to tank it a little bit. You got to stop being selfish. You got to start wanting to coach the team up. So but that, is, that is a good question. We got to check out these, that salary cap thing. We do that on the next show. Next show, we'll talk about salary cap for the year. All and teams. All team salary cap issues. And how much space they're freeing up. Now, I know for a fact that the Rams put it up. They just saved $4.5 million by sending to lead to the Dolphins. Now, it's something rough along the lines, though, but we're not going to talk numbers tonight. But we're going to talk numbers tomorrow night. I mean, not tomorrow night, Saturday night, when we give our bold predictions of what's going to happen on Sunday. Now, the biggest question on the table is, is this. Are you ready to bring fame to D.C.? A headache to D.C.? If you're going to win me some games, hey, you got a chance. You're going to live once, right? Are you ready to bring a headache to D.C.? And if you're ready to bring a headache to D.C., whether you're going to get Dez Bryant or Antonio Brown, are you really ready to have a headache in D.C.? What in the world? Because Dez Bryant being on the Washington Redskins, which he want to do anyway, whoa, whoa, whoa. then yeah, that'll make a lot of hell of a lot of sense. What's up? No, I don't know I need Caps. Mm-hmm. The Capitals? Not the Caps, not the Capitals, I'm talking Cap Space. Okay, what did you see about the Cap Space? Wow. Wow what? We're live here in D.C. Now, that that's a lot of money. $17 million, $19 million. That's just the first right. 14. But that's look, cap look, space. Look, look, if you can't go down. Washington only has $2 million with $191 million in cap space, though. Look at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has $200 million, $206 million. They're over the cap. <laughs> they really are over the cap space, though. But they only have a little bit of $888 million left over, or $1,000 left over in their cap space that they have. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't go get out and get a superstar. Yeah. 
Now, Washington so, has so money. You mean to tell me Indianapolis have the highest cap six? Yep. You just got rid of Andrew Luck, your star quarterback. Now that makes room for a lot more players to come into place. And New England is number 23. Yep. But New England is making what moves, though? Mm-hmm. New England makes smart moves under the cap space, but you still haven't paid your top quarterback yet. No. You still ain't paid him yet. And So the top five of cap space, you got Indiana, Indianapolis, Cleveland, Philly, Buffalo, and Miami. But when you think of Bill Belichick and the doggone Patriots, Bill Belichick has full control over this team. Yeah. Robert Kraft, all he does is sign checks. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, if coach and owner ain't on the same page, that causes confusion. Am I correct? So what does that say about Daniel Jr. Snyder? Daniel Jr. Snyder? Yep, Daniel Jr. Snyder. We don't have a chance in hell. <laughs> Because coaches and owner somebody shed money. I don't think they're shedding money, but what I think it is is that you're trying to buy a Super Bowl, which I keep hearing everybody keep telling me. You're trying to buy a Super Bowl, and you cannot buy a Vince Lombardi trophy nowhere. You gotta have the doggone win to prove it. You gotta win to prove that. And everybody has slept on Cleveland, but Cleveland might go on a rampage. I think Cleveland gonna show out. They only barely lost to certain teams though this year. They barely lost to certain teams this year. So if if anything besides the blowout game that they had anyway though, but yeah. Cleveland is on a tear. We we'll see, we'll see how the season versus versus the season though. I really want to see how the rest of... I just came with the playoffs. See yeah. The playoffs. I want to wait until January. January is going to tell me a lot of different things. The end of December will tell me a lot of different things, too. I, that, basically, that's Christmas. It really is. Yeah, in the same token of breath. Yes, it is, though. But only time could tell. But, everybody, I want to thank everybody for listening to the show tonight, everybody. Y'all know what it is. We'll be back in the building on Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live, everybody. We're back in the building. You hungry? Go outside. Because <laughs> we got more fungals. <laughs> it's got the steak. <laughs> Going around here. Um, like I said, everybody, thank y'all for listening to the show tonight and this morning. You know, it's been a beautiful show. Beautiful show. We got more things coming to y'all sooner rather than later. Uh, for Saturday, and like I said, go Nationals. They're home now. Yeah, back in their beds, go back with their spouses. Back going to sleep, baby. Yes, and we'll talk about. We'll bring up some more hot topics for y'all on Saturday, y'all. Trendy topics. <laughs> <laughs> trending topics. <laughs> trending. <laughs> trending topics. Everybody. Trendy. So. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Mark, a.k.a. The Vet. And your boy, Miguel. And let's take us out, Miguel Love, with our QI And we'll see y'all. Y'all can listen to us Saturday at 9 in the morning on Saturday, everybody.
So we can be sleep. <laughs> Stop hating. Hey, this has been another dish, another real sports show, everybody. This is the. Hey, this, this is, is the. the. Hey, this, this is, is the real sports show. show. All right, everybody. We'll see y'all later. Peace. Peace out.